You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 179, Reset Your Life for More Peace, Efficiency, and Fulfillment. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find. It's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love or back in love with being a nurse. So come along with me and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. Do you ever feel like life is kind of crazy and chaotic? You're working, 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 and then trying to keep up with your household and your kids and all the activities going on. And it feels like everything's just piling up. Maybe you feel like you have a lot of loose ends in different areas and there's so many things going on, it's hard to get ahead. So if that's how you're feeling right now, I want to invite you to reset with me. I'm in total reset mode right now. I just got back from my vacation. I went on a cruise last week and coming home from that, I am feeling so ready and motivated to reset. Like I always feel this way in September. I don't know if it's just with kids going back to school and the seasons changing. It always feels like a reset to me, kind of like the new year. But coming back from this vacation, I am in major reset mode. We unpacked immediately after we got home, which doesn't always happen. A lot of times we're the type of people who are living out of our suitcase or like we don't empty our suitcase until we need the thing inside the suitcase. And so it's very slow, like a very slow process of putting things away. And then the luggage sits out in the hall for several weeks before we actually go put it away up in the attic. So normally that's how I come home, but we got home from our cruise. I had ordered groceries on my phone to have a pickup order. As soon as we got in from the airport, we unloaded our suitcases, unpacked everything, put it all away, did laundry immediately. And then today I've been cleaning out our entry closet and getting rid of clothes and getting rid of toys. And I'm just like, even more so than usual. Like I told you, September is always a time to reset for me, but even more so than usual right now, I just want to simplify life, make things easy and hit that pause button for a second before I'm ready to hit play again and resume life, hopefully in a more efficient, calm, peaceful manner that's really intentional about how I choose to spend my time. So today I want to help you do that too. If that sounds like something you could use right now, then I want to invite you to hit the reset button and reset your life with me. Okay. So we're going to talk about this day and really I want you to just reflect on how you're choosing to spend your time. I just used that word intentional a second ago, right? I said, I want to be intentional about how I'm choosing to spend my time and what I'm choosing to do. And that's what I want to help you reflect on so you can be more intentional as well. Like I think of it like our day is a cupboard. Like I told you, I just cleaned out my whole closet. We'll, we'll talk in smaller terms, like just a cupboard. So I want you to think of the dishes cupboard in your kitchen, maybe where you keep your plates or if you keep your cups in the same cupboard, there's some mugs in there. There's only so much space in that one cupboard, right? And sometimes, I don't know about you, but my cupboards get really full and cluttery. Like 
right now we've got a bunch of just our regular dishes that we use. And some of them are odds and ends from different dish sets that we've just kept. And then we've got our little kid dishes that are plastic. And then we've got a bunch of glasses and some mason jars in there that we just hung on to from different things. And then a bunch of random mugs, some that are really cute, some that we don't ever use. But there's only so much space in that cupboard. And we have all of this stuff that collects in there. And if we're not intentional about it, then sometimes things pile up in there that we never use, we don't really want, and it's just taking up that space that is limited, right? We have so much space in our cupboard, we want to be really intentional about what we keep and what we put in there. So I want you to think about your life in this same way. Your life has a certain amount of time, or each day has a certain amount of time. Just like there's a certain amount of space in the cupboard, there's a set amount of time in your day. Everyone gets 24 hours a day, right? But are you filling that time with old mason jars and lots of water bottles and too many mugs? Or are you keeping the things in there that you really want? Okay, now as I say that, as I say space is limited in the cupboard or the metaphor that that's for, you know, time is limited in our lives. I'm not trying to inflict feelings of scarcity for you. Okay. Like when we say that time is limited, that doesn't have to be a problem. We don't have to say then I can't do the things that I want to. There's not enough time to get things done. Instead, a more useful question is how can I be strategic and be intentional so I can fit the things in my life that I truly want? Okay, so this isn't about scarcity. It's not saying I'm so busy. I have so much to do. There's not enough time for all of it. There is enough time for the things you truly want to get done. And we're going to talk about that today, how that's possible. Okay, so as you're thinking about your day or your week or your month, the things that you're putting on your schedule, I want you to ask yourself, are there things I'm holding on to? that aren't bringing me joy. Okay, so I phrased it that way because if you've seen the show with Marie Kondo, she helps people organize their houses. And so that's the question she has them ask themselves. So they'll take their clothes out of the closet or take something out of their pantry and hold that item and ask themselves, does this thing bring me joy? So am I getting use out of it? Is it enhancing my life? Do I appreciate it? Now, if you've listened to this podcast for very long, you know that I don't believe that things can give you joy. I don't believe a shirt can make you feel confident. I don't think your spouse can make you feel loved. You are the creator of your own emotions by what you think about it. So if you think I look really good in this shirt, I look beautiful. I love myself. I'm awesome. Then you feel confident, right? The shirt didn't put any of that into your mind, but you chose to think those things when you saw yourself in the shirt. And just like with your spouse, they don't make you feel loved. You make yourself feel loved when you think I'm special. I'm lovable. I have so many great qualities. That's when we start to feel loved. People and things cannot put emotions into our bodies. So the way I would phrase that a little bit differently instead of like, does this object give me joy 
is I would say, do I feel joyful about this object? Do I feel grateful for it? Do I feel appreciative of it? Okay. Now, starting with physical things, that can be really helpful. When we're talking about decluttering our lives, we can declutter in the physical sense where, like I said, you know, I cleaned out that closet today. I'm donating a bunch of things, getting rid of clothes, getting rid of old shoes, getting rid of old toys. And so we can do that with our the physical things in our lives. We can go through clothes and other items in our house and ask, is this something I appreciate that I feel grateful for, that I feel joy with what it's doing in my life? Is it enhancing my life? As we clear out some of that clutter, it's one less thing for us to worry about. One less shirt for me to look through when I'm trying to decide what to wear. It makes it easier, right? Instead of going to my closet and having a whole bunch of clothes and half of them being things I never wear, and mentally going through, oh no, I don't want to wear that, don't want to wear that, don't want to wear that. Instead, when I go to my closet, it's just the things that I do enjoy wearing, that I feel good in, that fit my body well, and it makes things simpler, right? Okay, so we can do that with the physical things in our lives, but we can also do it with all the things you put on your calendar, however you're spending your time. Okay, so you can take a look at, do I feel joy or am I appreciative of how I'm spending my time? And I encourage you to look through the ways you're spending your time one by one. Like you could start with today, everything on your schedule today, how you spent your time and ask yourself for each one, is that something I enjoy doing? Is that something that's enhancing my life? Is that something I want to keep? Okay. So to give you some examples of this, like how I mentioned on the cruise, I didn't have access to internet and it was really nice. So that got me thinking about how I'm spending my time. Am I spending a lot of time on social media? And is that really enhancing my life? Now, I, I do appreciate social media. I love connecting with friends and family. I love connecting with you guys. But there's a lot of time I spend on social media that isn't enhancing my life, that isn't causing me to feel closer to people or more connected or more grateful in my life. And so that's a big one for me that as I'm looking at how I'm spending my time, I'm like, it's not bringing me as much joy. It's like those things in the cupboard that got there on default, those old mason jars that maybe we'll reuse sometime, I don't know that they're worth taking up the space in my cupboard. Right? So you're going to have different answers for all the things in your life, but you can look through one by one with how you're spending your time today or this week and ask yourself, is this something I want to keep? You know, I have this precious real estate in my cupboard. Do I want this taking up that space? Okay. Now it might be your activities. It could be things that you're doing, or it could be things in your family, right? If you're a parent, you might be driving your kids around to a bunch of different activities and different things. And I'm not saying that the answer is to cut all of that out, but I'm just saying, take a look at it and notice is driving my kids to all these places or coordinating all these activities. Is that enhancing my life? Or at least 
in a way that like as a parent, sometimes we feel joy when we see our kids doing these activities, right? But if you're feeling resentful about it, about constantly driving everywhere and being busy and you're just feeling overwhelmed and resentful, we can ask ourselves, is this something that's bringing me joy that I want to keep? Okay. So that's step one is just noticing how you're spending your time, what you're bringing into your life and how you feel about it. If it's something that's just there by default or if it's really enhancing your life. Okay. And like I said, we're not going to get rid of everything. That's not what this step is all about, but it's just taking a look at it. Okay. And then I have a couple more questions I want you to reflect on to help you decide where to go from there. If you're like, okay, all these things I'm spending my time on really aren't adding much more to my life as far as fulfillment and joy and gratitude. And maybe there's a lot of negative emotion around it. Then we can take a look at where do we want to go from here? Once we know, once we have that awareness of how we feel about it. Okay. So from there, once you've identified the things that aren't bringing you that joy, we've kind of got two ways to approach it, two ways to handle it. And so the first category, like I want you to imagine you're sorting your clothes. Like if you're, you've got the keep pile, right? So you've already established that when you went through your list of things that you enjoy doing, you're like, okay, those are my keep pile things. Maybe it's spending time with friends or having family dinner or exercising, things like that, that you're like, okay, that is enhancing my life. I want to keep it. Okay. So you've put that all in your keep pile. Now, as we sort through the rest of the things, we've got a few other piles we can sort it into. So we've got our keep pile. Then we've got the trash pile. Those are the things that we're just completely getting rid of. Okay. So maybe like for me, some of my social media time, that's going in the trash. Some of it is in the keep pile, but some of it's trash pile. Maybe you do feel like your family is involved in too many activities that your kids are doing too much and it's wearing on you driving everybody around and coordinating all of that. It's okay to put limits on those things. You might decide we want to cut back on some of those. Some of them might go in the trash pile. Some of them might go in the keep pile and some of them might go in the other piles we're going to talk about soon. Okay. So some things you might just decide to completely cut out of your life. You're like, I don't know why I'm spending my time doing that. It's too much. I don't enjoy it. We're going to let go of those things. Okay. Now, another pile is the donate pile. Okay. So what I mean by this is think about like when you donate clothes, you're giving it to someone else. Maybe you have friends, like I've gotten so many kid clothes from my friends that have had babies just like a year or two before me. And then they pass the clothes on to me. Or now that my kids are getting a little bit bigger, I pass those clothes on to other people. We just keep handing it down, right? So then I pass it on to a friend or I donate it to a secondhand clothing store. So something that used to be mine then becomes someone else's. And that's what we can do with those things on our calendar too. If there's something that you're like, this is still a good thing. I still want this to get done in my life, or I want my kids to be able to participate in these activities. Like it's not trash pile. It's still good things that I want to be involved in or have happen, but maybe I don't have to own it. 
Okay, so let me explain a little bit more what I mean by this. It could be in several different ways. Imagine it's just like you're giving it away to someone else. Maybe you're giving the task away. So it could be I'm giving the task of driving kids to soccer practice to somebody else. Right? Like, or I'm going to give part of it away. Maybe I'm going to volunteer to do a carpool or something like that to simplify things. So I'm spending less time doing those. It could be giving the task away to someone you hire. This is a big lesson I've learned as an entrepreneur because what business coaches will teach you is that you should spend as little time doing the tasks in your business that don't need you as possible. So for instance, in my coaching practice, like in Bold Nurse Society, there are certain things that need me, right? Like every month in Bold Nurse Society, I put out a video class teaching nurses how to manage stress or to build their confidence and have more fulfillment in their relationship. So each month when I put out these classes, that needs me. I could hire someone else to plan these classes and record them and deliver them for me, but I'm the one that people have built a relationship with and I have the expertise to teach those classes. So I can't just hire any random person because they're not going to have the same knowledge and information that I have. So that really needs me. I need to be the one to do that, right? And same with my coaching calls. Like in Bold Nurse Society, we do a couple coaching calls every month where nurses come on, it's a group coaching call, and they bring me whatever they're struggling with at work or in their personal lives, and we chat through it. So again, that has to be me for that, for the most part. Like I could hire other coaches to come and coach and train them in the way that I coach, but that requires a much different set of skills and a higher level of expertise than I'm going to find out in the community very easily. So that's something that I need to do. And it's the same with the podcast. That's something, again, I've studied these things through my psychology degree, through my coaching studies. So I can't just hire a random person to come on and do the podcast for me. Okay, so those are the things that I need to do in my coaching practice. But there are a lot of things that don't require me personally. Like I use an email automation system. I still write my emails. I write the message that comes out to you. If you're on my Make Your Monday email list, I write those, but I don't personally have to be the one to schedule the email or click send. That's not gonna make a difference in what gets delivered to you, right? It's still, you're gonna get the email that I wrote, but I don't personally have to click send. I can use an automating system that schedules the email So I might be taking my kids to school and an email goes out or sleeping and an email goes out when it's supposed to, right? To keep communication consistent. So that doesn't have to be me to do that. I can use technology. I could hire someone to do it, but it's not going to impact all of you on the receiving end of that, whether it's me sending out the email, like hitting send or the system doing it for me, right? And there are other things like I run Facebook ads for the free materials I give away. Like I've got my fall in love with nursing guidebook, which is a free guide that helps you create more fulfillment in your job and enjoy nursing. So if you're feeling burnt out and exhausted, basically how I felt 
as a nurse just a couple years in where maybe nursing wasn't what you were expecting or hoping it would be, that's what this guide helps you do is it helps you get back on track to loving nursing and create more fulfillment in your jobs. So I run Facebook ads for this free guide that I give away, but that's something that I could hire out, right? I could get people who are experts in Facebook ads to do those for me and spend that time doing it. I don't personally have to do it even though I created the guide. Now, I know most of you don't have your own businesses, so I was just using this as another example, but think about it in the context of nursing. As nurses, we delegate or we have other members of our team do different things so that we don't personally have to do it all the time. Like my husband's grandma, when she was a nurse a long time ago, she did pretty much everything. She did not just the lab draws, but the lab work. Like she would take it into the lab and run the tests and do whatever, right? But we don't do that now. Now we have other members of our team who are experts at doing that. I don't even draw my own blood. I know some of you do, but other members of the team, the lab techs come and do the lab draws for me. Or maybe you have a nurse assistant, a CNA or whatever you call it at your facility who can do the bed changes or help toilet the patients and they can feed patients and they can help them brush their teeth because they haven't gone to school to give medications and do assessments, but they're able to do some of those other tasks. So that frees up the nursing staff to do the things that they're trained and specialized in. Right. And I know it's not a perfect system. Many of us are like, we'd want more of that, right? We want more of those other staff members to do the things they're specialized in so that we can focus on those things as a nurse, right? So even if that's not happening at your facility to the level you wish it was, you can see the benefit of that, right? And it's the same for us in our home lives. If we can delegate some of those tasks to people who are able to, who have the skills to drive your kids to practice or to cook meals or do the grocery shopping or clean the house, it doesn't require you to do all of it, but it can still get done. And it frees you up for the things that only you can do that personally require you. Okay. So I want you to think about in your life, what are the things that need you? A lot of times, like if you were to make a list, maybe pause this episode even and do that. What are the things in your life that need you? And once you've made that list, come back to me. Okay. So I'm going to pretend that you went and made that list. Once you've made that list, I want you to look through and see, do those things, do those tasks really need you? So often we think everything needs us. Making dinner needs me, right? That's what we think. We're like, I have to be the one to do it. Cleaning the house needs me. Driving the kids to the activities requires me. Helping the kids with their projects. Like we think that we are required for all of it. But really very few things require you personally to do them. Like for me, aside from my business, 
The only thing that really requires me is showing up for my shifts at the hospital because I can't just send a friend to go pick up my shifts, right? I can't be like, oh, I'm a little busy. Can you go do that, right? So that one requires me, even though me and my husband do work on the same unit. So sometimes we we switch shifts, but that's not the same, right? Like I'm still working a shift then in that case. So that's the one thing that I'm like, that requires me to do it. But all the other things don't need me. Like even things like I want for my kids. Like I'm like, if I want my kids to get a bedtime story every night, that doesn't require me. Now, I'm not saying that you don't choose to do some of those things, but I just want you to shift your mind from how we tend to think about things and realize not everything requires you. Like, yes, I actually want to read my kids bedtime stories at night, or I want my husband to read bedtime stories to them and he's willing to and happy to. So that's how it's going to get done, right? Most of the time, I'm not going to hire that out. Sometimes we have babysitters and, and they're able to do the bedtime story. But on the nights when I'm home, I actually could hire someone to come to my house every night and put my kids to bed to read the bedtime story, to help them brush their teeth, to help them get in their jammies. And I could just chill downstairs on the couch. Okay. So I want you to make that list and realize like what actually requires me and what could I donate to other people? meaning assign to other people or ask other people for help with. And it could be asking a friend for help. Like I mentioned with carpooling to sports activities or different things, it could be hiring someone to help with things. So maybe cleaning the house or yard work, doing a meal prep service. It could be asking your spouse to head up different things. And if they're willing to do it, awesome. Could be giving your kids more responsibilities But if there are things that you are like, I want this to get done, it's not in the trash pile, we need to start changing how we think about it and realize we don't have to do as much as we're telling ourselves. We can choose to, or we can find other ways to get it done. Okay, the last pile I want to talk about is the simplify pile. Now, This is kind of, these would be things that are in the keep pile, but maybe we want to find a better way to store it in our house. So going back to the cupboard analogy, like if we're thinking about a cupboard where we're putting all the dishes away, if it's not all fitting the way we want it to, we might need to find some different ways to store everything. So for instance, I have a little shelf riser in my cabinet that makes it so I, it basically adds another shelf to it, right? So there are plates underneath the shelf riser and plates on top of the shelf riser. So then I can stack things without all being piled on top of each other and it feels more organized and makes it easier to access. But I haven't actually created more space in the cupboard. This cupboard is still the same dimensions it was, just like your day is still 24 hours long, but we can find ways to simplify things and organize things and make it run more smoothly and efficiently so that we can fit the things in there that we want to in a way that works for us. Okay. So 
these are different than the donate pile, right? The donate pile was more like giving it away to someone else. But what I mean in this section is, are there ways we can create systems in our lives to make it run more smoothly? So for instance, the big one for me is making dinner and meal prep. So I might choose to still be the one to do it. Like I mentioned before, you could decide to hire that out. You could hire someone to cook meals. You could do a meal prep service, whatever you choose. But if you decide I'm going to cook the meals, maybe there are ways we can simplify that, like organizing your cupboard in a different way so it fits better. It's more systematic. Okay, so this was a big one for me a while ago, and that's actually why I created the Thriving Nurse Meal Strategy. So this is a free bonus gift that I give to all my Bold Nurse Society members. And what it is, was it was something that I was creating for me because I was like, I need this in my life. And then I realized if I need it, I bet my Bold Nurse Society nurses would love it too. And so I, I made it a little fancier than I would have for just myself. But what it is, is it's not just a meal plan. It's a full meal strategy. So there are 12 meals in there. Because what I was thinking is I wanted it to cover a month of your shifts that you work, the meals for the shifts that you work. So I was thinking a month is about four weeks, three shifts a week equals 12 meals. Okay, so there's 12 meals in there. And then I organized it so that for those three meals that you're going to have that week, it tells you, it gives you the shopping list, the ingredients, the recipes, but it also gives you prep ahead instructions for each of those meals. So let's say two of the meals use chicken. For the prep ahead instructions, it's gonna tell you thaw two pounds of chicken breasts or whatever so that you're doing that ahead of time for both those meals you're gonna have so that you're you're not needing to go back and think about thawing the chicken each day or going to make your meal and having the chicken still be frozen, okay? Or it's like if you're gonna end up using two onions within those three meals, then you chop all of those onions on the day you're doing the prep work and then you just store it. So the day you're making the second meal that uses the onions, you, you have that onion already chopped for you. So it's cutting down on how many times you're getting out your cutting board and chopping things and prepping things. You can do it all ahead so it's ready for those three meals. So the Thriving Nurse Meal Strategy really simplifies all of that. So I created that and it really helped me streamline making dinner for those meals because those were the busy nights of the week when we were working. Now, after I created that quite a while ago, but now as I'm thinking about simplifying life and making things even easier, I'm like, what could I do to make that system even easier for myself? So I use it even more. And what I realized is I don't really love just having it on my phone or computer because I don't like when I'm cooking, going back and needing to turn on my phone and flipping through different screens on my phone when I'm grocery shopping and that type of thing. So I'm just printing it all out and making a binder to make it easier for me to access that. So that's a small step, right? I already created the Thriving Nurse Meal Strategy and all of you in Bold Nurse Society already have that, but maybe the next step to simplify that process for you would be printing it out and putting it in a binder so it's easier to access and more convenient. Okay, so I want you to think about the things in your life and think about what systems could you get in place to simplify it. Another example for me was 
with laundry. I used to feel like I was always thinking about laundry when I needed to do it to make sure we had clean scrubs for our shifts at work. And I'd be wondering, you know, how much is piled up in everyone's bedrooms. And then I would go collect it from the different bedrooms and there'd be a ton of laundry. And so I'd be spending way more time than I wanted to doing the laundry. So one way I've simplified my laundry system is I plan to do laundry every Wednesday and Saturday. So no matter how much laundry is in the laundry baskets waiting to be washed, I know that that's my day. I'm going to do laundry and I'll go get it from the different bedrooms or ask my husband to bring down the laundry or whatever, but I know it's going to get done on those days. And what that's helped me do is stop thinking about the laundry during the rest of the week. I don't worry about it anymore. I'm like, oh, I know we're going to have clean scrubs for work because I'm not going that long between doing a load or doing all the laundry that it's going to have all piled up and we're not going to have clean scrubs for work right? I just know when it's going to get done. So I stop thinking about it. And that's really simplified things for me. Okay. So think about those things you do regularly in your life or for your household. And let's think about ways you can simplify or create systems around those to make it easier on yourself. Okay. Now, I know I've covered a lot in this episode. I've given you different ideas for how to cut things out of your life completely, right? We've talked about the trash pile and ideas for maybe how you want to donate some of the tasks you do to other people or hire them out. And then now talking about systems and how to simplify different parts of our lives. So we've covered a lot and I know that can feel overwhelming. So I want you to know that you don't have to do it all. Like maybe you just want to start with one small thing, like the laundry. That was a super easy change for me to make. Just planning to do laundry every Wednesday and Saturday. Whereas doing a meal plan or a meal strategy, something like that, might take a little bit more time and effort. And if you're thinking about doing it all at once, like, okay, I need to create a carpool system for my kid's soccer team and I need to make a meal plan. I need to figure out the laundry and I need to clean out all the closets and donate everything. Like if you're thinking of doing it all at once, that's going to feel really overwhelming. And my guess is you probably won't actually do any of it. So instead, I want you to take what you heard in this episode today. And if there was one thing that stood out to you, that's on your list that you either want to just get rid of, put it in the trash pile you want to donate it, or you want to create a system around it, I encourage you to just choose one thing to start with. Okay. And once you've done that, then you can move on to the next thing on your list. And it might take a while for you to move on to the next thing, especially if you're creating a new system and developing new habits in your life. That's okay. Right? Like wait till you feel comfortable with it before making another change. Okay, because the point of trying to simplify your life is it's supposed to take away some overwhelm, right? So as you're listening to this episode, don't overwhelm yourself with the idea of simplifying your life. Okay, that totally defeats the purpose. So just one thing at a time. But I want you to remember that sometimes slowing down is the best way to speed up. I heard this analogy from Brooke Castillo once. She's the founder of the life coach school, which is the philosophy I use in my coaching. But she used the analogy of someone riding a bike and they're pedaling, pedaling, pedaling as fast as they can. 
and you keep trying to tell them, get off the bike. And they're like, no, I can't get off the bike. I have to keep going because if I stop, I'm going to get behind. But then what they don't realize is you're telling them, stop the bike so you can get in the car. And once you get in the car, then you're going to go way faster. But first, you have to be willing to stop pedaling. You have to be willing to stop the bike and get off. And that might put you behind for a little bit in your mind. But then you're going to take off. Then you're going to do things with so much more energy and more fulfillment and less overwhelm. So get off the bike and get into the car. So it's okay if it takes a little bit of time and effort to make these adjustments, but I promise it is so worth it because it frees up so much time and energy in the long run. All right, so let's reset together, my friends. And I would love to hear what you take away from this, what small changes you decide to make in your life to make things easier on yourself. So hit me up, send me a DM on Instagram. I would love to hear what you take away and what you put into action from this episode. All right. Thanks for being here. Have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you later. Take care.